What's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton, joined by Detective Walton. Clint, how are you? I'm good. In today's episode, I thought we could talk about something that applies to all of us, even though there are times where we might find it difficult. And I've titled this episode, How to Create Boundaries with Class. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. I had a female reach out to me. She's inside of our Police, Fire, Military, and Families Facebook group. And she sends me this long and thoughtful message detailing that she is in a group for police wives, and she needed to know how to set boundaries around it because she's starting to understand how social media is impacting her health. She goes on to tell me that there's a lot of self-work that she's doing. She's seeing a therapist, and she's doing a lot of self-reflective work, both spiritually and educationally. She's consumed a great deal of audiobooks in the past couple of months, and she's focusing on herself. But she didn't know how to say yes to herself and no to other people. And maybe you can relate to this. I know that I certainly can. And I found that with experience in this, the easiest way for us to set boundaries with other people is not to lie to them, which is easy to do, right? No, I can't do this because I'm busy doing that instead. But instead for us to be honest and to make it as short and simple as we can. And so the advice that I gave to her was to be as upfront as she could be with the individuals that she was wanting to set boundaries with, and to just tell them that she's choosing herself, and by saying yes to herself, she's really saying, by saying no to other people, she's really saying yes to herself, and that she doesn't owe anybody an explanation for anything at all. And a lot of the times, I think that's where the issue lies, is we think that we need to explain ourselves in order to get out of something or to change our circumstances. But the truth is that we don't owe an explanation to anybody. There have been many times, even with you, Clint, where I just so happen to be a very matter-of-fact type of person, and a simple no or I don't want to is all that it takes. And certainly, being in the dynamics of our marriage, you know that that's how I operate. And if there are times where you, as my husband, need further elaboration, you'll ask. But for the most part, you know that if I say no to something, or if I simply say I don't want to, then that's just how it's going to be for me. And there doesn't need to be any type of negotiation. And I'm not talking about things that are, are marital or in relation to one another. Those, those are the types of things where we have compromise that comes into place. But I'm talking about things where you might want something, I don't want something, and the difference lies in those opinions. And I think a lot of people struggle with this because they believe that they're being selfish when they put themselves first. Well, not only that, I think there's a perception of, well, I don't want to lose this person. There's almost a fear of losing that person if you don't follow their rules when most of the time it's either the opposite effect and you end up gaining more respect and getting closer to that person or they shouldn't be a person that you strive to want to be around anyways because they only care about themselves. And a a big problem that I see is when it comes to social media. So maybe this is you where you have somebody or maybe you have several somebodies who reach out to you constantly on Facebook Messenger or maybe they text you constantly and 
they start to feel draining to you. So the person that you're communicating with, as soon as you see their name come across your phone, you feel a sense of angst or of guilt, or you don't even want to open up the message and see what they have to say. I know there are people where like, as soon as they see that I've read their message, they'll immediately start to message me. It's almost like they're sitting there waiting for me to reply. And I am very regimented when it comes to my time on social media. And we don't allow ourselves that that schedule. A lot of people have notifications turned on on their phone. And I think that's one of the first things that we should stop, right? <laughs> Automatically on iPhones, it, it allows text messages to come through from anyone. And you can set it up to where you silence all notifications. So that means like they're still going to come through on your phone, but you're not going to know that until you, with intention, open it up and look at it. It's a very easy shift to make. Same thing with Facebook Messenger, for example, or Instagram. I know people who have all of these notifications turned on on their phone, and there isn't a second that that phone is black because it's constantly lit. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) It stresses me out just thinking of that. I know. (laughs) Yes, me too. And we have such a psychological impact by having those triggers. And when we see that, we think that we need to have an endorphin dump by looking at it and then feeling the need to reply right away. And even if you were to look at it, chances are in the back of your subconscious, you're going to still feel the need to reply and it does not need to happen. Yeah, it's it's something it kind of one of my fallbacks is I'll I'll read a text and, and I'll see this person ask me a question and I say, OK, I'm not going to respond right now. I'll do it later. But then I forget. So it's better like for me individually is not even look at it until I'm ready to respond to it or I'm in a place where I can respond to it. It's so important to set those boundaries for yourself because it kind of, it's so psychologically draining, especially if you're in focus and you're attempting to do something and get something done and someone else is coming in on their schedule and what works for them, which is great, but you have to take back your own time with that as well. Don't let them control that dialogue or dynamic. It's a mutually shared respect with them. And if you tell them up front, most of the time they're super respectful of that. If we think back to the old days and going back to how it was, Clint, when you and I were in school and we didn't have access to the internet and we had to go to libraries and rent out all of these books and sit down and look for the information that we were seeking. I can't imagine having had a friend constantly come up to you, literally like minute after minute after minute after minute, like that just wouldn't have happened. No, and and it's like looking at it in that dynamic, it's such a, but it's so true of how it is today compared to how it was. And you would never accomplish anything. No, and other people around you were so fixated on their own research and, you know, it it was much more time consuming. So we had to spend time at school and time at home and sometimes time on the weekends in order to be able to get done the assignment that we were doing because we had to be studious. We didn't have a choice but to sit down and to crack open a book and to look for what we needed. There was no Google. There was no instant gratification in that way. And so you you also would not have felt the need to go and disrupt your, your classmate every single second like we have on our phones. And the thing with that, especially as we're relating this to our cell phones, is the people on the other side, they don't know what you're in the middle of right now. Yeah, and they unless you tell them 
And, and that's why that transparency, that's drawing those boundaries saying, hey, I'm going to be busy doing this. If you want a response, unless it's an absolute emergency, then it's going to have to wait. I had a big, a big problem with being able to adapt this when I started my own company and actually treating my company like a business and creating my own business hours around myself. Because when you're an entrepreneur and maybe you have a side hustle or you own your own company, there, there is this daunting feeling of knowing that if you don't get to this, nobody else is going to and you're going to have to do it eventually. But the truth is that whatever the thing is, it's probably not something that needs to be done right now. And if you create those business hours around yourself, even if you're not a business owner and you time block your time to where you're scheduling out your interactions with other people, you're going to be much more productive. And the boundaries, as far as it goes with setting them with other people, all that you need to do is tell them, (laughs) hey, I got your text. I'm working. I might reply to you today. If not, I'll try to get back to you tomorrow. That's all it takes. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. And the more you respond like that, the more people will be open to it. And not only that, but the more that they're going to respect your time as much as you do. But that's that's another problem is we don't we usually don't respect our time in that way. No, and I'm absolutely guilty of it. It's drawing those lines and and really being clear on what you want with with that whole dynamic. Yeah. And then it makes us more productive in the long run. And not only that, but we're not half asking our replies back to people. If we dedicate the time to reply to people, when I have dedicated time in my Facebook group, for example, and dedicated time in Messenger, and when, and Clint, you'll, you'll hear me replying to people all the time. It's very thoughtful. It's very thoughtful and it's very heartfelt. And it's not something that I'm doing just to check the box, you know, every day. It's something that I've dedicated the time just for this. And in that hour, that's all that matters. None of the other things matter. If my phone rings, guess what? I can call that person back. If I get emails, guess what? Like I don't even have notifications on to know that I'm getting emails in that moment. And we're able to be a lot more focused when we dedicate our time to each individual thing like that in our life and to allow our phones to become useful tools instead of distractions. And that's the biggest thing is our phones or tools, they should not ever be a distraction for us or that that dopamine hit that we all get every time you hear that alert go off and you immediately look at your phone to see what's going on. And if you're not doing anything great, like do what you want to do with it. But if you're being focused on something with intent, like do not let that distract you at all. And when we get in the habit of this and one mind shift that I use constantly, it's an amazing mind tool is to be able to use that phone as a reward. If I finish this task or if I work on this for an hour as a reward to myself, I'm going to check my phone and I'm only going to allow myself 15 minutes to do that. That could be emails, text messages, Facebook, whatever the thing is. And it should be viewed at in that way. Otherwise, we don't even realize that our devices are controlling our lives. So I hope you've gotten some value out of today's episode. If you have, do us a favor, drop a review, subscribe down below. And as always, know that I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.